are back to our live broadcast on Voice America Live Events Channel from the American Film Market in Santa Monica, California. And Nina Boski is still with us here, yes. joining me as our Hi. co-host. And uh, our next guest is a very important gentleman here uh, at the uh, at the AFM. Uh, he's the chairman of the IFTA, the organization that puts on this event, Mr. Michael Ryan. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you do a number of things besides uh, the chairman of uh, this wonderful organization that's, uh, that helped us put on this event today. Uh, you also have a long history in uh, production of film, television, and, and I, your bio goes on. I mean, I can see over the next 10 minutes <laughs> well, to read this. Well, let's talk, Sorry about that. Let's, yeah, let's talk a little bit about his bio because yeah, I think it's worth... Yeah, I mean, Sir Lou Gray, I mean, uh, wow. You tell I mean, us. You yeah. tell us. Yeah, but that, yeah. Give us a little history It on does yourself. go on. I mean, I must have been in short trousers when it started, but it's because um, I'm so old now. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I started... The business that we're in here, the American film market, is selling rights to movies. And if you sell those rights and you get enough of them, you can afford to make the movie by taking those deals to the bank and loaning against them. That was a process that Lou Grade started in the 70s. There were a couple of people that did it before that, but not as an industry, really. So I started working for him when I was in my very early 20s. And... I was working in television, and he came to me one day and said, uh, how do you fancy making some movies? And I said, okay. Uh, and he said, we're, we're starting making movies, and I'd like you to be part of the, the, the sales force or the marketing force that does that. So all of that was agreed. And then I said, so salary? And he said, I'm not going to pay you any more. I mean, you, you just get the same money. So... So I did it for, <laughs> I suppose I did it for love. But in fact, I, I did love it and it was great. And, and it was a, a wonderful opportunity to start. And I worked there for, I don't know, five, six years or so. And then, uh, and then it, and then uh, it's, it, it stopped. No, that? that's okay. Keep going. Just ignore okay. it. Okay. Okay. No, sorry. We thought it was <laughs> a fire alarm. No, I'm like, oh, so I then I, I then um, formed my own company, and that was that. So I've been doing that ever since. So so let's talk a little bit about some of the films that you have. I mean, because okay. we're talking when I'm looking at over 200 films. I mean, that's quite yeah. a career in itself, and and movie making one movie getting off the ground let alone over 200 I mean that's quite an accomplishment tell us about some of the films that you have done that people may know but also I'd like to add that what was one of your, your best films you ever did and what is one of one of the most challenging one of the ones <laughs> the hardest. Yes, a lot of those exactly. many more of those um the, there are two that stand out. Well, I said there's quite a few, but the two that people will know, uh, The English Patient, obviously, oh, yes. that did garner quite a few oh. little golden men. Um, and that was a thrill, and it was a joy, and it was a great film, and, and it was a great book. And in fact, I'm involved right now with another Michael Ondaatje book about a, a jazz player in, in New Orleans in the 20s. So I'm still working with him. Um, but the one I think I'm most proud of, simply because it came out of nowhere and we discovered somebody rather wonderful, is What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Oh, wow. That's, which yeah. was Johnny Depp and Leonardo yeah. DiCaprio, and it was Leo's first, yeah. yeah. Um, and we had a choice. Lassa Hellstrom was the director. We had a choice of Tobey Maguire or Leo, and we went for Leo. 
that was our choice. We were given the choice because we were funding the movie. And that was a thrill. So, plus, it was a great movie. Yes. So, it's funny, isn't it? There's the one that earns all the Oscars, and the one I really like and I'm most proud of is the one. Well, it actually got uh, a nomination for Leo. Which was amazing. Yeah. Didn't, didn't yeah. win that he, year. He yeah, took him rather a long time to win one. Uh, but <laughs> but it he was, did. He was he he was fifteen, I think, at the time, and he's playing this um, uh, boy who has whatever he has. He's he's not all there, and uh, he literally went for three weeks to a home where um, autistic people, which is probably what he was in the film, yeah. uh, were treated and stayed and. Uh, that's all he did. That was the research. And he was quite extraordinary. In fact, so much so that we had a lawyer who was working for us at the time whose wife was a psychotherapist. And at the party afterwards, we did a screening at Paramount, who, who released the film in the US. And um, she said to me, how, I don't know how you did that. I said, what? And she said, how you got that boy, because nobody knew who he was, how you got that boy to perform that role with his disability. I said, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she said, well, I mean, he's obviously autistic, isn't he? And I said, no, no, he's an actor, he's for an God's actor. sake. <laughs> uh, um, so it worked. Yes. Um, you know, yeah. uh, oh, that's great. So that's, uh, you know, one of the... Those two were a joy, and there are some that aren't. Yeah, so, so what's one that, without, you know, getting into so many gory details, but <laughs> what's right, one of the most gory. challenging... Yeah, what's one of the, like, most challenging well, ones? So, Daniel Day-Lewis... Yes. Genius. Uh, the film he did after My Left Foot, for which he won his first Oscar, mm. uh, was a film that we did. Uh, it was low budget. Uh, it was called Ever Smile New Jersey. Ever Smile was a toothpaste company. Oh, my gosh. And Daniel played a traveling dentist in Patagonia. Don't ask. So his job, <laughs> his job, his job was to was to go around uh, in a Harley Davidson with a sidecar. The sidecar was fitted as, a, fitted as fitted as a dental surgery. It was weird, really weird. I should have known. So there's him <laughs> coming off an Oscar, and there was uh, um, an Argentinian director who had just won Best Foreign Film Academy Award, and he'd won the golden whatever the hell it is golden lion i think in berlin that year so he'd written it he's directing it daniel oscar blah 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 blah. what could go wrong right exactly it was dreadful (laughs) it was totally unwatchable and when he came to the guy the guy brought it to london to screen it and um we watched it and i and i he was sitting in front of me and and he he said he, he turned around and said i'm sorry i got lost got lost? lost. What are you talking you about? Got lost. You've just spent $3 million of my money and you'd say I've got lost. I could have bought you a compass. You know, so he, he, it was dreadful. And, and those are, I mean, it, it's funny now. It wasn't very funny then. No, I bet know, it wasn't funny then. And in fact, we managed to, we lost money, but we, it wasn't so bad. You know, you can sell Daniel you know, because he, can, he was so popular after my left foot. Yeah, yeah. he was bonkers though, yeah. and you know he he went missing during the filming for, for three weeks because he had an affair with the leading lady who oh. was some Yugoslavian actress, and he literally oh, went missing. Well, I'm half Yugoslavian. No, you can hello, Don't joke. <laughs> yeah, like hello. Wow. So that was one of the not so good experiences, but whatever. It's all part of. 
the rich tapestry of filmmaking. And, and especially too, when you have two hundred of them, there's there's I would imagine that each one has a unique quality. Whether they're they're challenging, you know, really wonderful opportunities, they're almost you're almost birthing something because it takes so long to get it, it out. It does. It does. I mean, there's always a good reason, or there, there seems to be a good reason for everything that you do looking back at some of them you do wonder what the hell I was thinking but um, what do you look for uh, what do you look for in a movie well I suppose with my background and and, 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 and the background of the industry I'm in and this the AFM you look for something that's saleable uh, you'd be very stupid if you go into a film where you don't first of all look at the marketplace it's aiming towards you know just just to make a film without thinking who's going to go and see it is kind of stupid um <laughs> so i guess the you know you look at it and think well that actor's really rather good and i like this director or or, or there's something wonderful that you've, you're passionate about it's a great script or whatever there's always a reason and of course they don't always turn out well so uh, you can see the audience appeal just in the in the concept. You should do. I yeah, mean, you should yeah. have an idea as to who's going to pay money to go and see it, right? Or maybe see it on TV. And if you don't, then there's no point in making it. Although you've seen a lot of the movies around these halls, and you do wonder sometimes what people are thinking. <laughs> you do. You I mean, do. Paul, I your know. guest before me, yes. makes these wonderfully ironic, incredibly mad films. Yes. And it's just a brilliant concept. I mean, Sharknado is hilarious. Yes. And it costs nothing. I mean, they make films on a shoestring, and they do it so well. But he knows his audience, and it's usually the sort of late teens, early 20s, and they lap it up. So, you know, it's great. He's really identified that niche, and, and they just keep doing it. But you uh, have, you know, the thing that I love about what you do, it sounds like you have, you know, obviously a vast experience, but you also, that you're looking at high-quality films. Those are not always easy no, to it's, it's, get sold. Yeah, it's difficult. And those are the ones that you are passionate about, and, and <laughs> you sometimes get yourself into trouble doing that. Um, it's a passion business, and, and, and I think even with the movies that Paul makes, you, you've got to be passionate about it, and it's such hard work. Can we talk about that? Because I, I think that's a really important part. I'm, I'm uh, being a, a first-time uh, movie producer, right, on the indie film. I used to market films, okay. right? So I had to you're kind of... Use you're very well qualified then. Yes. Because <laughs> if you know how to market I it, do. that's a really good way it to is, start. It really is. Although the, the, the front end of a movie, right, and the, what you're talking about, it, there's, it's really called a film business. Yeah. And a lot of people, including myself, I'm a visionary, I love, I've got passion, right? And a lot of people do, and they don't see that the two go side by side. Talk a little bit about that, because I think you do need passion, but you also need what? You, if you're going to be financing films, you have to understand the way the money works. Uh, it's all very well to be passionate, but passion doesn't always get you there. Um, you have to understand what, how to market it. That costs money. Uh, you have to understand that, that if, if you don't get a good screenplay at the very beginning, then you're probably lost. And what does that <laughs> co that costs a lot of money? There, there's there's all of that stuff. Yeah. Um, Putting films together is, is, is a jigsaw puzzle, and, and there are lots of different bits of money. Nobody has 
Some people do, I suppose, if they're lucky, but nobody has a rich uncle who's going to fund 100% of your budget. It does happen, but very rarely. So it's a patchwork quilt, and, and there's all sorts of ways of stitching it up and sticking plaster and sellotape and God knows what. Um, if you don't understand that, you're lost. Yeah. The, you then have to go to somebody, a man who does, yes. uh, and which is often me, because people, <laughs> people approach me with their, their stuff that of asks course. me to put it together. So you're right. I mean, it's no good having the passion if you don't have the knowledge. Yeah. Continuing on that train of thought, how do you decide how big a film <laughs> is? You know, whether it's That's okay, That's three million, whether it's fifteen million, whether it's bigger. Um, it's a lot to do with economics but it's also to do with a scale so if you've got something which is a period piece uh, that requires an artist of a certain caliber to carry it you're not going to go and get Fred Smith because he's not going to carry it and and so you're then forced into the into the process of trying to get agents to give you their client and that is the most difficult thing to do it's a little bit easier in Europe uh, there's a I think agents in the US must go to a special school uh, to teach yeah. them how to be evil I, no, <laughs> I, I, I think you're right about that because there's something about that when you call the UK and an agent in the UK and they have an agent uh, somebody here they, they call you a, back they call you Guess back what? and they're so nice <laughs> yeah. there you are know? two ends to a telephone and they call you back it's amazing uh, it is a big problem and I don't really understand why uh, there are agents in the UK that are handling equally uh, famous and, and valuable stars as much as America, but it just is more combative in, in, in the US. And, and, and a deal in the US when you're talking about a, a, a big agent with a big client, deals for me are you've got to be tough and you've got to work out your terms and you've got to do it properly in a business-like way. But really, a good deal is when everybody comes away from the table smiling a little bit. And, and that's, not, that's not the case here. Yeah. You get killed. Yeah. And if they haven't killed you, they haven't done their job, not a very good start, really. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is difficult because you have to combat all of that stuff as well. Um, it's a way of making a movie. So to a long-winded answer. But if you, if you have a piece that can bear the expenditure on a very, a very big artist then you're probably guaranteed that people will take more notice of it, therefore they'll buy it. And the, the conundrum is getting it right, getting the, 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 the formula right. If, you get the, if, you're, if you're looking for a, a $7 million actor, you're probably not going to make a $10 million film. You're probably going to make a $20 million film or more. And is it worth it? Can you sell it? The actor, the George Clooney, whoever he is, will actually help you sell it. So therefore... I would say let's spend more money and get George Clooney and then we're guaranteed that we'll have a film that everybody will want. So Fred Smith doesn't cut it really. Right. So <laughs> if you feel the script merits having a star of that caliber. Yeah, it's the script, the yeah. director. I mean, you know, if I go to to George Clooney's agent and say, you know, we've got some 
dud commercials director from the UK directing this movie, but it's a great script, they'll say, no thanks. You know, have, why don't you get Ridley Scott? Uh, it's fair enough. I mean... Now, let me ask you another question, too, and this might be a, a, just given the fact that all the films you've done, is directors, do they have any foreign sales clout at all? Yes, very much so. There's a there's here, around these hallways, there's kind of two categories. You, you're looking at, at, at um, a, lot of, a lot of countries who... And, and, it's not just the major European territories or the more sophisticated territories. It's really worldwide, and a lot of people are looking for auteur movies, you know, movies that are written and directed by a, a famous director that they've heard of. Mm-hmm. Um, he might be European, he might be US, but they're, they're quite specific in their genre, and, and, and that is, they're usually lower budget, because you're selling it just on the director. They're usually passion projects for the director. Um, And you can sell that. You can make a movie happen that way. Distributors around the world, the people who are giving you the money to buy the rights for for France, Germany, Italy, Italy, Spain, um, are the people who will want the director to have passion. And they're the people who know that that particular director has a following in their country. Now, it's not going to be a big blockbuster tentpole movie, but it'll be really interesting and it'll be somebody they heard of. And in an art house circuit, let's say, or a specialised film circuit, that really means a lot. So if you can get that, again, it's all about passion. And, but you've got to buy into the passion of the director and the writer. Um, and if you can, and you've got there, the Mike, um, um, uh, I'm just trying to think who, who, who as, as an example, um, uh, there's the Mike Newell, for instance. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if, if you've got a Mike Newell film, mm-hmm. you can sell Mike Newell. Yes. You don't really need a big actor. Yeah. Uh, and there are lots of other actors like that. Um, yeah. uh, Ken Loach. Yeah. Doesn't matter who's in a Ken Loach movie. Yeah. You just sell Ken Loach. <laughs> so it happens all the time, but you, you, you're lucky. Be, yeah. 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 Um, one of the films that I see a credit for here in your bio is Highlander. <laughs> and uh, that film turned into multiple films, you know, trilogy and TV series, a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, spinoffs from that. When you looked at that script and that film for the first time, did you see sequels in it? Did you see, you know, other films, or did that I'm, just kind of evolve after that? How <laughs> does that? How does I that? I wish happen? I had. I'd have made a lot more money. Mm-hmm. Um, we financed the first one, which is the best one. Uh, there's a big remake happening right now, which I think will be great because they're remaking the first one. Um, and then there were lots of quite duff sequels, which were not very good. Um, uh, I saw it as just a very original piece. I, 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 I wasn't smart enough to realise that it would spin off into a television series. <laughs> you know, a friend of mine, two friends of mine was, were the producers and, and they made a fortune. Uh, I think around the third movie, around that time, 
their mail order company they were selling swords and jackets and hats and god knows what Mm, Um, they were they were making 30 million dollars a year then on just that merchandising wow so they made a lot of money i didn't get any of that but but, but we did very very well out of the first one i thought it was a great film actually yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. i I really i enjoyed that film immensely how did sean connery get attached to that (laughs) (laughs) money um he he was at, at a period in his career where um, Sean was always known for his love of money. Uh, he's a Scot. <laughs> and he, he was a milkman. Uh, and he started he's in... still milking for money. He started <laughs> in milking. Yeah. Really, he, I mean, he's, as we say in the UK, he's as tight as a nun's knickers. He, 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 really, he really is renowned for that. So he was in a position where, in his opinion, he wasn't earning enough money and he just thought he'd do stuff like Michael Caine did for a while. Just just walk through it and get a million dollars basically so we needed uh, somebody we knew that he was up for a job um, we paid him um, five hundred thousand dollars for three days um, which is quite a lot of money then yeah, really. it was quite a lot of money now but yeah um, for three days which was yeah. fine and and we managed to stretch those three days all throughout the film you know it was pretty well used except uh, in those film days, not digital, wouldn't happen digitally now, um, there was a fault with the camera. So the negative was damaged. So the deal was $500,000 for three days, $500,000 for every day after that. Oh. Yeah. So we gave him, so originally it was $500,000. $500, but because of the technical problems, he got another million. Lord. Yeah. Lord have mercy. So he did. Yes. Which is, in fact, why he did. He allowed us to use him for the second movie because he did so well. Oh, there you go. And there he loved it, actually. Yeah, and it was a movie that was slightly ridiculous but worked. I mean, Sean Connery always had a Scottish accent in every film he's done, even the one he won an Academy Award for where he played an Irish cop with a Scottish accent. <laughs> and, and got away with it. It was bizarre. You had, you had Christopher Lambert, uh, a Frenchman, very French, who couldn't even pronounce the name of the whiskey he drank, um, as a Highlander. So Christopher Lambert, a Frenchman as a Scot, a Scot playing a Spanish nobleman. But it worked. You know, it was all... It was bizarre, but it, it See, just worked. I think if you haven't done it already, you could probably even do a book or a just the whole kind of highlights of these stories. I mean, these are That's fun great. stories. These are you, great stories. The trouble is when, you, when you're doing it every day, you kind of, for, until something yeah. like this happens, yeah. you forget you forget what you've done. And then you, then you suddenly start, I mean, thank God I haven't got Alzheimer's, but, you know, because the stories will go, I'm sure. Although maybe I have because I can't remember what, much what I've done this morning. Or, but, but I always <laughs> say, I always say, especially with, with somebody like yourself who has such a vast experience and a longevity in this business I definitely whether it's in written form or audio or video I some of these stories are just so rich and you know I think that's true and and, and I I hope it I'm not sure that there are those really fun stories much these days it's getting less fun and that's a shame so I'm you know uh, there are there are fun stories but there's much more heartache in it these days it's a much much more difficult business in those days 
it was a bit more cowboy it was a bit more cavalier and uh, and it was funny I know we have to finish up but uh, one of the things one thing it's it's getting harder do you see there's a light at the end of the tunnel though yeah I mean I was just talking to Paul as he was going out after you'd finished with him and um, we both agreed that this this marketplace that we're having here has stepped up a couple of notches from the Cannes Film Festival and the, the Berlin market before then. Mm. There's two or three markets, major markets each year. This is better. And as you can see from the crowd and the noise, um, it's, it's very busy. They, they do a very clever thing, um, IFTA here. Um, on Sunday, they do half-price um, uh, passes. Oh, wow. So from Sunday onwards, it's half-price. However, you get However. The, at that point, you get all the weirdos. <laughs> and, that, and that, so we employ two or three people to keep the weirdos out. But yeah. whatever, yeah. it's fun. Listen, it's, fun. it's really colourful down it's there. Fun. I, I love of course. it. It's great it's fun. It's great. Oh, great Mike, fun. Michael, thanks for joining us today. I really appreciate Pleasure. it. Pleasure. Oh, Thank you very gosh. much. I enjoyed it. And I'm glad that we inspired you to start maybe telling some of the stories of your experiences. Yeah, I might be doing it again. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> <laughs> but I really would. I think, yeah, it's just a lot. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people say, you know, they're some extremely rude ones that I probably couldn't tell on the air but as you start to talk about it and a lot of people have said write a book maybe yeah maybe yeah. in my dotage there you go <laughs> well thank you again thank you very much we'll be right back in just a minute with our next guest here at the American Film Market 